sharing news and community information that truly matters to you for Michiana. This is Michiana 101 with Sylvia Stark. Today we're going to look at rest. Rest is something that we all take for granted. There are 365 days in a year, 525,600 minutes in a year. Out of that minute, how often do you take time for yourself? 
do you take a day of rest? Sometimes we need to take a day of rest where we just slow down and relax to whatever is around us. Not often do we fall short of God's glory, but sometimes we all need to breathe and reminder that God is in control. There are seven days in a week. One of them days is a holy day, which is where majority of us go to church, why some of us do not. Just because we go to church doesn't mean that we can't take time for ourselves. You can live a chaotic life, have a bunch of things go wrong, but in the midst of that struggle, let's take five minutes to rest and give it to God. Whether we're resting, listening to music, maybe we're resting, doing prayers, we're not cleaning or cooking for a few hours, maybe we're just chillaxing with the dark coloring books. If you have kids, maybe it's locking yourself in a room. If you have a lock for 30 minutes, and just let them do. If someone is crying, put an unknown, stop crying, and it's not a baby, walk away. Because eventually, you're going to warn yourself out. Do not wear yourself out. Try to find something good in every day. It's important for us to rest. If you're doing too much, slow down. Figure out what you can do. I know for me, it's busy week. I go to church twice on Sundays. Monday is Bible study. Tuesday is family night. And then Sundays, I have meetings on Wednesday nights. And once a month, I'll have a women's group. Sometimes it's something on Saturday. And there's no time. And so I have to figure out when to make time for everybody. When to make time for this and that. And it gets a struggle. Because we get overwhelmed. And sometimes we just need to take a break. And learn to say no. And when to say yes. I know at work, we are short-staffed. And there are times where I literally got walk out of the cafeteria with the kids and just take maybe it's a 30-second breather and come back in. That's a form of rest. Maybe it's turning, cranking up the radio to 80s, 70s, whatever type of genre you like, hip-hop, rap, Christian, and just breathing. Remember to take rest. In Christ alone, all of our hope is found. And if we learn anything, we need to find time to rest in the 365 days and 525,600 minutes a year. It is difficult because we do live busy lives. But if you don't have a busy life, if you're home by yourself, you have time to rest. You just gotta make the effort. If you have kids, you probably do have time to rest. Figure it out, whether it's wake up an hour earlier, the kids wake up at, you wake kids at 6.30, and you wake up at 6, maybe you wake up at 5 o'clock, so you have that rest. If your kid gets, let's get crazy after school, find some of them to do, whether it's send them outside, home, whatever school activities, so you have that rest. You can do a lot of things and rest. Let's remember to take time in the Lord today. And make sure we're getting some rest, shall we pray? Heavenly Father, be with the listeners across the country, across the world, across the states, wherever they're chiming in on. Help them know that it's okay to rest and when to know when to go. I pray that you work in their lives as they figure out the best way to serve you. 
We pray for the ones who don't know you, but they find rest in whatever activities that they do. Be with the busy bodies, chaotic life that we all live, parents included, kids. We all live crazy lives, 365 days a year, 525,600 minutes. We need to find time to rest each week. Do one of some of our favorite things. May you continue to shine in everyone's heart this week. And we pray this in your name. Amen.
let's take some time to remember the life of Queen Elizabeth. As today, they laid her to rest. If you got a chance to watch in or chime in on the procession, there were hundreds of thousands of people who were lining the streets of her. I was able to watch some of it before I went to work. And her legacy that she left were profound. That they was able to capture. Everyone was lined the streets as they took her body where it needed to go. Even inside of where her funeral was. There were a ton of people inside. Different church choirs were doing their music to her. And they were all dressed up in black and fancy stuff as a way to remember the Queen Elizabeth and the legacy that she left. She was a remarkable person from everywhere. It appears that everybody loved her for who she was. There was different political people that were expected to show up at different intervals. And this would have it, they would have started the processional funeral at 5.30 a.m. the United States time, which would have made it 10.30 British time, which means there was a half an hour where they were doing nothing but remembering her before she even made it to where she was supposed to, before she even made it, before a casket made it to where she was supposed to be at. Oh. If you have got a chance, you will notice the Kerbal legacy that she left. And it was interesting. I was able to watch most of it, an hour of it, before I went to work. And they had an outline of everything they were going to do. So at the end of the funeral, they were going to, she was going to move again to another area where she would lay her final resting spot. Can you imagine how many people would have been going with her. They now have to figure out ways to adjust when they lost the Margiarch, the Margiarch, or the legendary person, a big influential person. And so the amount of people that were there made it incredible to watch. There was all sorts of stuff going on. There was bells and chiming and singing. And so I was able to see the processional that led the people line processional before she even got to the funeral part. I was able to see the beginning of some of the funeral of what was happening. And this is not your traditional funeral. Most funerals are not as elaborate and they don't have hundreds of people, thousands attending them. She made a big influence that people were flying to her. Everyone was able to witness her. If you were on the outside processional, you were not able to freely go into the funeral. And so anyone on the inside was the only one who could see the funeral. And so they good, did a good job broadcasting funerals so everyone across the nation can zoom in on her and who she was. We're going to take some time. Now to remember her.
end of looking at see that you that she left. And so these next few moments of songs think about what she means to you and what is something that how can we pray for that country as they mourn the loss of a great
As the world is mourning the loss of a legend, Queen Elizabeth, let us take some time to reflect on her legacy and what she means to everyone around her. just returns here this morning for Indiana's Archaeology Month. History is much more re ABC 57 Archaeologist returns here this morning for Indiana's Archaeology Month. Today, we're doing some digging up in the history of Elkhart County. Now, most of the artifacts that the Elkhart County Historical Museum has on display were actually dug up right here in Michiana. History is like being a detective, so you, you're trying to gather as much evidence as you can. The first civilizations in Elkhart date back to about 12,000 years. The museum has things like stone tools and axes and what we usually call arrowheads. It all helps tell the story of how early people developed and grew, though a lot of it is hard to narrow down because of how much many people migrated from other nearby areas to what is now Elkhart County. We are telling the story of Elkhart County as much as we can. Going that far back in history, it's a much more regional story. Thinking of the county as a specific area, um, it must it has to be in that broader context the farther back you go uh, because we have to fill in a lot of gaps. But when you get farther along in history, places like the Elkhart County Historical Museum can very accurately tell the stories of more recent people. That's because more artifacts are still intact and descendants are still living today. In a lot of cases, we don't necessarily need archaeology to help tell their stories because they're still here to tell their own stories. Um, and in this area, that would be the Miami and the Potawatomi, largely speaking. 
Now make the switch over to the CW25 here at 7 o'clock to hear more about the modern tribes and how Elkhart County was established, plus what's being done this month at the museum to help highlight archaeology. Calling all trivia people. Mission Walker Library will be hosting a trivia 2000 trivia night on September 30th. Teams must consist of two to six members, and all participants have to be 18 or older. The event will start at 6.30 p.m. and will run to 8.30 p.m. And it will cover pop culture over the years from 20, 2000 to 2009. Members of the winning team will receive a 2000 prize theme prize. If you are interested in registering, head over to ABC57's Facebook page and tag the article Mishwaga Library to host 2000 Trivia Night for the registration form. Notre Dame Home Games. Transpo will be operating their Game Day Express, which runs between downtown and Notre Dame. Fans traveling between downtown South Bend and the University of Notre Dame's campuses on game day Saturdays can utilize Transpo's free game day express route before and after the game. The game day express will run for three hours before the game and for two hours after the game. The bus will leave downtown for the last time one hour before kickoff. The route includes stops at Aloft Hotel, the Century Center, Courtyard Merritt, Doubletree Hotel, and Notre Dame at Kenner Hall. Free parking is available in downtown South Bend. The bus is open to the public and will only run on the day of the home games. If you're visiting Notre Dame for home games, save some gas and hop on the Game Day Express. Take care. Are you looking for ways to help out the animal rescue? Here is ways to help our help out. Heartland Small Animal Rescue. On Saturday, October 1st, we are taking $10 cash donations. Your pup will get a nail trim, a free Culver's bandana, and a coupon for a Culver's Sunday. Bandana and Sunday coupons will be in the first come, first serve basis. And that will happen at Bark, Bath, and Beyond, located at 1234 Johnson Street in Elkhart. And it will be from 930 to 3. And for just a $10 cash donation, you will get a nail trim, a Culver's bandana, and a free Culver's Sunday. And they will only take cash. And you also are required to bring proof of your rabies vaccine. Get out there and help support Heartland Small Emma Rescue if you are able to. You to join in on the conversation, parents are invited to the upcoming Say No to Bullying event later this month. That event takes place on September 29th at Woodland Elementary School. The conversation begins at 6 p.m. Introducing the Hug Project, which has been around for a while now. The Hug Project, they send hugs and thanks to our military men and women serving in harm's way a little bit about the Hugs Project. The Hugs Project started in May of t- 2004 in Oklahoma. It is a nonprofit organization dedicated to sending cooling ties to U.S. troops serving in harm's way. 
The Elkhart chapter of the Hugs Project began in 2006. As of May 2022, the Hugs Project has sent over 3.6 million hugs, and the Elkhart chapter alone has sent over 188,000 dedicated, dedicated volunteers across the U.S. send care packages along with hugs. To learn more about the Hug Project, contact Kara West, who is the Elkhart Hug Secretary, at 734-674-7037, or Diane Friend, who is the Elkhart Hug Volunteer, at 574-218-1030, or email hugs4troops at yahoo.com. These care packages are for those serving overseas are not only needed, but they are still the best way to say thank you. While the truth's most basic needs are provided, there are certain, always certain items that entrust supply. The HUDS group is located at River Oaks Community Church, and their donations can be placed in the bin next to the office door located upstairs in room 201. Some of the things that are being requested are jerky or Slim Jims, Roman noodles, dry creamer, peanut butter, tuna in a pouch, drink mix, gum or candy, hot cocoa mix, oatmeal, and sunflower seeds. Some of the personal items that are needed are baby wipes that are unscented, feminine hygiene items, socks, black or tan, that go over the, over the ankle and logo free, deodorant, a foot powder, sunscreen lip balm, body lotion, eye drops, frisbees, softballs, and baseball mitts. If you are interested in providing um, food items and personal items for the Hug Project, you can stop by your local Martins and there will be a display directly in the front where you can drop off any and everything that you need to support the project. Or you can simply head over to River Oaks Community Church. Take care and have a wonderful day. Have you ever heard about the famous Kelby Love mural? Here is an article that was found in the Elkhart Public Library archives that would be fascinating to read. Take a listen as I read it to you. This is entitled, Famous Kebs Love Mural Defined Community Response to Gun Violence. When a 19-year-old man died tragically in September of 1993, the community's heart began to be with purpose. Nearly 150 young people mourned at the funeral. Church leaders and community organizers rallied supporters for quick action, and a man created a mural that could never be bigger than desire for peace in the streets. John Trevor Frankie's death marked Elkhart's 48th fatal shooting involving teens in the span of just 20 months. Young people were ready to stop the violence that were killing their friends. Reverend Dwayne Beck and artist Kelby Love were anxious to help. In late late 20th century America, Elkhart Truth religion editor Tom Price wrote on June 13, 1993, Few churches still strive to serve a specific community. Belmont Mennonite is making sure its neighborhood becomes a community rather than an isolated collection of houses. From black parties to doorstep visits, church leaders saw opportunities to do more for residents living in the area near Shadabaker Park, east of Sterling Avenue. When the time came for a bidding project, Belmont included a community center in the $1 million, million plans. Belmont Midnight Church organized many community events for the neighborhood near Shadabaker Park. The kingdom is much larger than our worship service, 
in our congregation membership, Reverend Dwayne Beck told the truth in December of 1991. Part of being a member of the kingdom is identifying with a worship group, but we have to be careful that we don't look at success or faith by how many people come through the doors on Sunday morning. In 1980, Belmont hired its first community worker to meet one-on-one with residents. The neighbors named their needs, and the church volunteers helped with tasks like leaf raking and sidewalk shoveling. If Belmont's community work were justified on how many people were brought into the church, probably they would have not been a community worker after their first year. Rhea Zimmerman, the third Belmont staff member have, to have the title, told the truth in 1991. The only thing that people are amazed at is the church people come and do something for them when they don't attend our church. These efforts commented the original the usual missions work and student tutoring a greater ask was coming through and would require the neighborhood and church members to become one john trevor fragus was a member of belma mennonite church he studied at the elkhart area Christian center he had many friends fragus was shot once in the chest and killed at a house party on september 25th 1993 police sought charges against a 15 year old boy who already had been to juvenile court a number of times Friends and family grieved, but an idea quickly took hold. Superb to action by Reverend Beck's word at the service. Frankie's mother and a number of friends created a Drop Your Guns with Local Violence Initiative Intervention Project in Belmont Mennonite. They wanted no other family to cope with such a tragic loss. It was really their idea of their friend. Beck told the truth prize for the October 28th, 1993 edition. When they walked by the clip, casket I saw on their faces. Less than six weeks after Francis's Frankis's killing, the first gun buyback happened at St. John Evangelist Episcopal Church with a starting donation of $1,000 from area funeral home directors and a goal to raise five times that amount. Volunteers offered money to get weapons off the street. All the transactions were anonymous. Rifles were taken for $20, handguns for $40. Within three months, the group said it had collected 166 guns. South Bend and other communities saw similar programs after seeing Elkhart's success. I want to save any other mother from having to go through the same hell I go through every day I wake up, said Becky Beers, Frankie's mother, in October 1993 article. This was one way for me to vent my anger for this. And it also makes me feel like I'm not quite so alone. One of Elkhart's most talented sons were tirelessly during a ple- pleasant stretch of weather in 1996. Kelby Love needed to create a legacy work of art. His most personal piece of work is taking shape on the brick wall on the city's south side. Truth reporter Terry T. Mark wrote on July 24, 1996, with about 30 teenagers at his side, Kelby Love had labored the last week to produce a vivid anti-violence message on at the northwest corner of Main and Prairie Streets, an often rough-edged area marred by drug deals. The artist grew inspiration from the work of the Violence Intervention Project, a partner in Drop Your Guns. VIP designed the HELP program, helping Elkhart through little people to allow youth leaders to develop anti-violence messaging and activities. Kelby, using grant dollars from the city government, Love brought his hope faith, and passion to the exterior brick of Louie and Kelly Barr. Their iconic mural speaks to his dream for the values of the community, faith, family, and togetherness. I like to produce positive images about the community. 
I think that this will get a better image for the community. Love, Toby Porter. This is for the people I care for. I've had a lot of friends die for being shot. Love incorporated the violent intervention project logo into the work, though the group dissolved just a year later. The artist also included symbols supporting education and tolerance. He didn't sign his work. He didn't need to. Kelby Love took pride that the mural's message was still relevant two decades later, and it wasn't lost on him that at that point that the paint had faded and the wall was graffiti-free. No one had touched it, he said in the truth on August 6, 2013, 2013, because nobody knows who did it. It was the community. Love died at the age of 58 in 2018. At the mirror approached the 25th anniversary, his future came into question. Other outdoor artists by, by the artists gave what's irrelevant in the corner made in Prairie could be next. In December 9, 2019, Kelby Love's mother, Glenda, pleaded with the Elkhart Redevelopment Commission to save the mural. It only legacy the city has of his, she said. He has given so much to the city of Elkhart. I think the city owns this to the black community. The black community in Elkhart doesn't get the privilege of being recognized. On September 8th, 2020, the com- city commission purchased the building from the Fort Wayne South Bend Catholic Dulces. The purchase price was $7,050. Developer member Sandy Schubert told the Elkhart a truth report of the city is committed to saving the image. Kebby Love created out of hope for greater peace. This is an example of um, a community coming together to support and make sure their city is safe from gun violence and such. But how long will his legacy live on? Still to this day, his mural still stands on that counter, untouched. And it's a divide. We all should be united, but we are still to this day divided regardless of our color, of our skin, ready to fight in all the place. There is more and more shootings happening every day. Reckless shootings. That his legacy is important. He, if you ever get a chance to go by this mural, you will see there's fighting going on. But he sticks his hands in the middle, and we want to. We need to reach our hand to our neighbors of all colors, and give them. The legacy that they need. And a lot of times, the work of somebody passes away, we forget what happened. By finding this article, my friend posted it. It's amazing to see what actually happened throughout the years. We are approaching a legacy that happened in the 90s that still to this day, we're all not getting the greater picture. So we should come united in Christ, united in being the best that we can be. We all fall short, and we're still, as a nation, divided among race, among whatever it may be. Sometimes we need to take a step back, take a step back and realize what you're worth. Put the guns down. We all need to put them guns down and use them. For purposes that they should be used for. Not for going around killing innocent people. Because he, she, we don't like he, she. We don't like it or them or they. Whoever it may be. In this case, it's every pronoun we're take on after. Put some guns down. And let's make a better world. And a safer place for us all. Remember, 
the legacy of Kelby Love. Take care.
You have been listening to Michiana 101 with Sylvia Stark. If you have a story or item to share, message her on our Facebook group. News Source 1 Michiana. Until next time, remember to stay safe and most importantly, Jesus loves you. Accept him as your Lord and Savior. News Source 1 Missiana. Elkhart, South Bend.